This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. You can't control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand a chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed. This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. Welcome to Talking Halos. This is Derek C. Apollo, my co-host tonight, Jared Timms. The one and only Jared Timms, not all those fake Twitter Jared Timms that are out there. Did you see that? You've been, what are you, are you the clown Jared Timms now? Is that what I saw? I guess so. It's kind of, <laughs> it's kind of fun, you know, and it's, uh, as, as, uh, you know, what do they say in the interview? They hate us because they ain't us type of thing. I mean, what, what do we got going on here? It's, it's, it's fun, you know, it's, I like it. It's, I have uh, to ask what you did. What, what did you do? I don't know. It's, it's, I guess, <laughs> I don't, I, I still don't know. You know, I guess it's. Just the takes, and you know, it's just one of those things. They hate us because they ain't us. You know, it's just one of those things. Yeah, and I didn't, folks. I didn't, this is a live show tonight, just to give a quick reaction to the Angels' choice, the hiring of Joe Madden. And I did not tell Jared I was going to give him a little bit of ribbing there, so Jared just goes right through it like a charm. But this is the real reason why we're here. We are here to talk about this hiring and to really. Give just an initial reaction. John is at work right now. I get the whole team together this weekend to give a full breakdown of all of our thoughts concerning Joe Madden, where the Angels are going at this point, the decision as a whole, what it means. Tonight's just the initial reaction, and I do have a couple things I want to talk about. But let me get yours, Jerry. What was your initial reaction to the hiring? I, uh, I mean, it, it wasn't a surprise. I, I said it. I think the day before, or two days before, I was like, "Hey, it could, it could happen tomorrow. It can happen a month from now." So I, uh, you know, we were, everybody was expecting it to happen, and uh, it, it happened. You know, it's uh, Joe, Joe Madden is now an angel. Um, can't say I'm the least bit surprised, but I also, again, wouldn't been surprised if it wasn't Madden if it was somebody else. But you know, I, we'll, we'll, we'll see how it goes. I'm excited. What makes you excited about the whole thing? I mean, it's it's Joe Madden. I mean, it's one of the best managers to manage in the past twenty plus years. I mean, he's he revolutionized managing in general. You look at what he did in Tampa. You look at what he did in uh, 
in Chicago and he did things that no managers and no managers ever really done before. He, he brought a world series to the Chicago Cubs who, I mean, the Cubs, it was it almost like 110 years that they didn't win a world series. And Joe Mann was the guy. I mean, he, he will always be that guy throughout history to bring a world series to the Cubs. And let's now hope that he brings a world series to Mike Trout, the best player arguably of all time. So Joe Madden, I mean, it's it's an exciting time. Uh, I think and I've been saying it for the past two years. It's an exciting time to be an Angels fan, and it's now gotten even more exciting. And I think we're going to continue this trend through the offseason up until opening day 2020. It's just it's an exciting time to be an Angels fan right now. It's not, to, to do anything Angels related, whether, you know, it's cover the minor leagues, cover the major leagues, cover, you know, and be a fan, anything. It's a, just an exciting time to be an Angel, an, an Angels related human being, I guess. I don't, I don't know. Arguably the greatest of all time, Mike Trout. I mean, are you going to go there now? Are we going to get off topic? Yeah, I think Mike Trout's going to end up being one of the arguably one of the greatest players of all time. Oh, okay, see there, that, that's a little bit clarification. We'll, we'll we'll cover that one day. Sure. I was thinking, are you saying now? Because he's not quite there yet. Got some more years to go. But down the line, I mean, we've seen him compared to Mickey Mantle. A couple of the things I read today discussed the Angels wasting Mike Trout over all these years. And it's interesting now those same people have different perspectives on them bringing Madden. I don't have the same perspective of wasting Trout, by the way. I think think if you look deeper into what happened with the Angels, it's a lot different than what people realize. But before we even get there, before we even get there, we do want to ask you to head over to Apple Music. We could really appreciate. We would really appreciate a five-star review. It'll help us with the charts. And if you want to earn it, that's outstanding as well. Email us at talkinghills@gmail.com. Give us your feedback. If you're a new listener, we'd really appreciate you. Send us a text. Anyway, sorry, send a text to an Angels fan and let them know about our podcast. It would mean the world to us. So here's my thing, Jared. As I'm seeing some of the the criticism come in. And always, it always goes right back to Mike Trout and how the Angels function with him. I want to kind of dispel this. And just some of the Christmas came out today. And feel free, please disagree with me. I don't think the Angels wasted Mike Trout. I may be in the minority here, but I want people to hear me out. Okay? You ready for this? Go for it, yeah. I'm ready to listen. Okay. Angels brought him up as a 20-year-old. This is, what, 2012, right? 2012? Yeah, 2012, 2011. All right, so they bring him up. He's the next big thing, the future star, and they spend the next three years trying to build a World Series team around him. They get to – they finally get to the point where they are the best team in baseball. Remember this year? You remember it? Yes. And that happens with the year that they get swept out of the playoffs by the Royals. If you talk to – Really, anybody who knows the game, it wasn't that the Angels were awful. I mean, it's just sometimes baseball is a game of matchups. Look at this last NLCS between the Nationals and the Cardinals. The Nationals are just a better matchup, man. I mean, they just took the Dodgers. That's just the matchup. Is the talent level the same as Dodgers? No. Matchups, man. Matchups matter. And the reason why I'm saying they didn't waste him is the Angels, in an attempt to win, they pour with win with a young trout. They poured everything into going for it while while trout was cheap. He was affordable. 
They went for all the guts and, you know, all the, the glamour, and it didn't pan out. In the process, you wipe out your farm system, and you got you to restart. You restart, and you still have a shot at Mike Trout getting the playoffs as an older veteran. If he stays, which he did choose to stay. And that's why I'm saying it wasn't a waste. I don't think that people really understand that it's very rare for a team to stay good for years on end. The only teams that can are the teams that can spend money and go above the luxury tax every single year. The Angels emptied their farm system. That's what I'm trying to say. It wasn't a waste. They went for it. And any team that goes for it, you run that risk of paying the price. The Angels paid the price. That's all. Is that such a bad argument? No, not at all. I mean, you look at the Dodgers are a pretty pretty good example of this, actually. Always, 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 they're, they're the best team in baseball in the world at producing their young talent. I mean, you look at who they've, they've gotten, who, who they've produced and who they're still, still producing and who, I mean, like, they, they, they continue to do it year in and year out. And they haven't won that World Series yet. And, and I mean, that's just going back. That's just a testament into how hard it is to win a World Series. How lucky you have to be to win a World Series. Like, and it's it's a lot of luck. I mean, you have to be a good team. Yes, don't get me wrong. Like, you can't go in as a 500 team and go think you're going to win a World Series. No, you have to get hot at the right time. You have to have the right matchups, like you said. Matchups have to be right, and you have to you, you have to have that right team. You know, you you have to you, everything has to be perfect for you to win a World Series. So, in, in a way. You know, the Dodgers haven't gone all in. As ridiculous as that sounds, yes, the, they've been the best team. But they haven't gone all in to the fact to the point where they're losing they, – their farm system isn't bad. They're still a top 10 farm system in baseball, correct? Yeah, but they don't have to because they can go out there and buy who they want. I mean, they, they have the payroll flexibility the Angels don't have. The Angels correct, can, pay, the Angels can pay a lot of money, but they don't have it long term like the, like the Dodgers do. Exactly, but the, the Dodgers haven't have, Dodgers haven't done that yet. If the Dodgers went full all in and they went out and they traded for, you, they could go trade for Degrom. They could go sign this offseason. They could go sign Garrett Cole, and and you could, I mean, you could probably they could probably go sign Anthony Rendon as well. I, granted, that's not looking. I haven't looked at their their uh, you know salary cap or anything. I haven't looked at what they're paying or anything. But I'm pretty sure you could probably go and do that as as a Dodger fan, and you could still produce at the in, in the minor league level. So. I mean, they haven't really gone all in yet, and who knows? That could happen this offseason. That'd be crazy if it did. But, you know, it's just one of those things. Like you said, the Angels went all in to go get them. They, they depleted the farm system to a historic low. Like, not just like, uh, you know, there's nobody really down here to really go and look. No, historic low. Like, this, this, this farm system was not good at all. Like, the fact, like, bringing up Atrocious. a Jared Walsh during that time. Yes, bringing up a Jared Walsh during that time was like, all right, let's go. We're Jared Walsh is getting Jared Walsh is the savior. Where now is like, well, you know, Jared Walsh is he's 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 going to be he's he's a nice player. Is he is he the savior? No, Jared Walsh is probably not going to be the savior. And I know people might hate me on that, um, but I mean, you go back to 2015, 2016, even 2017. You know, you you bring up you bring up um, Jared Walsh, and it's like, oh my god, this guy's amazing. He's going to be fantastic, and and now you're looking at him. He's a, you know, he's he's a top thirty guy. He's gonna he's he's gonna produce at some point, some standard at the major league level, but he's not the guy. So you, you know, you're you're totally right, totally right, Derek. And I think if people think about it, the argument being used by many in the fan base or outside the fan bases are just using a lazy argument. 
it's it's a lazy argument in my opinion. Oh, hundred percent. That, that's the that's the first thing that popped in my head. It just you know if you don't know the Angels, that's a lazy argument. Yeah, you the Angels are wasting Trout's time. It's lazy lazy to say that you know. Or same thing goes with you know blaming Brad Osmus or blaming Mike Sosha or blaming Billy Epler. You know, it's it's just it's kind of a it's a lazy argument to go and blame someone i mean yes they all have they all have a part in it i mean you can blame mike trout in a way you can blame albert Pujols. you can blame anybody you want and they, they all play a part in it but it's you can't just go and it's it, it, the, the blame the blame game in my opinion is just kind of a lazy argument it's what it is and the reason why i started there is because if people are uh, the common thread seems to be that the angels are a totally inept organization that they haven't had a plan they have been undermined at times by their owner, which may or may not be true. I'm sure in some places they are. And then today with the hiring of Joe Madden, there was a, a paragraph in Ken Rosenthal's article for The Athletic that I admit annoyed me, <laughs> annoyed me a lot. And I want to get there just to point out how much silliness there is out there, okay? And... I respect Ken Rosenthal. I respect who he is as a journalist. I think he's wrong here. I think he's wrong here because there's just no way you really know the truth. I'll get to that. I do want to say one thing. A few podcasts ago when we talked about managers, I was not thrilled with the idea of Joe Madden, not because he wasn't great, but because I didn't think he was a fit for what Billy Upworth was trying to do. And I had some time to think about it, go back, is it got used to the idea this is going to happen. And I just remember – I'm going to use my military experience here. Is that cool? That's cool with me. Okay. You know, when I was in the military, I did a couple years on board ship, a couple years in, in Naples, Italy, a couple years in, in Washington, D.C. I was everywhere. And it didn't matter where you went. You had a mission to accomplish. And you didn't have the luxury of picking – apart through different personalities and make things work. You each were expected to use your strengths to make the mission successful. And the more I thought about that, I thought, you know, Joe Madden is 65 years old. He's a professional. He's been a part of this organization for so many years. He has a chance to come back. Billy Epler is a guy I believe has done a decent job. Has his downsides, has his upsides, has his own way of thinking. And I just realized, you know, why couldn't these guys work together? Why couldn't they mesh their philosophies in the right situation to build a successful organization? Why not? And that's when I started warming up to it. I started warming up to the idea this could happen if Ari Moreno got Billy Apple in a room and said, can you work together? Can you work together? And... They said yes. I, I, I believe some kind of meeting like that happened. Am I wrong on this, you think? No, not at all. I mean, the first thing you, when you're looking at managers or anybody in that matter is does the owner, you know, the owner's always going to have a say in it no matter who you are. You know, the owner, owner will always have, have that say in it. Is the owner happy with who you're going to be hiring? That was already obviously had – that was the first choice, right? Yeah. Then you go you know, to the GM. Is the GM going to be happy with it? Of course. 
you know, I, I think that I, I'm not speaking for Billy Epler at all. You know, I, I haven't talked to him. I haven't, you know, I, I, I didn't see any quotes on him. I guess we'll, we'll more than likely find, we, actually, we probably will never find out if he's happy or not happy with this. Um, but, you know, we'll, we'll see at the press conference how, you know, he, if he's, you know, what mood he's in, I guess, or he, he'll always put on the face, you know, just like anybody will. But, you know, is, is Billy Epler happy with this? Do you think that the analytics, you know, you know, the analytics side of Billy Epler coincides with Joe Madden? And obviously that was, that was a yes as well. So all three, you know, had to have been happy with what they, what they've liked and what they, what they've seen. So, yeah. Well, that takes me to the Rosenthal quote, okay, that I'm annoyed with, all right? He said in his article today about the hiring, now let me let me give you a little bit of insight. If you can't see the article because you are not willing to pay for the athletic, then really you should. They, they did good work over there. Fabian we're starving students here. What'd you say? I said we're starving college students here. We can't afford the athletic. <laughs> I think they're pretty affordable. <laughs> But no, they you can't are. afford it. If you can't afford it, he leads into this quote by talking about Mike Trout and Shohei Otani, uh, that they will be the overwhelming favorite to sign Garrett Cole, which I'm not so sold they will be, by the way. And he ends with a note that a rival executive believes that Madden will be empowered as will be as empowered the Angels as Mike Sosha was. This is the actual quote, and I'm going to tell you, uh, and I may go into rare form here in terms of a rant, okay? Just a heads up. Quote, oh, and another thing. The Angels have serious chain command issues. Madden, 65, received a three-year, $12 billion contract, according to the published reports. The team's general manager, Billy Epler, is the only is only under contract through next season. From every indication, owner Artie Moreno drove the hiring of Madden and by doing so, undercut his GM. What a load of crap. What a load of crap. Chain of command issues? Who's the top of that chain of command, Jared? Uh, that's uh, I, I I think you want to split it forty. You know, I think Artie will always kind of be the 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 head honcho in this a little bit. You know, if it's a if, little if bit, it's, <laughs> a little bit. Are you serious? I, I <laughs> you got you got to be a little bit a, a little bit ahead of it, right? He's the owner, man. He's the top dog. Like it or not, to me. Being a guy who may say a chain command, you're, this is why I use my military. This is why I talk the, the, the military analogy. If you're talking chain of command, there's only one person at the top of your chain of command in your organization, and that is Artie Moreno. There is no serious chain of command issue here in relation to this hiring. If this is the guy already wants, this is the guy already gets. And if Billy Upper doesn't like it, then he's free to leave or asked to leave or whatever. I'm, does this sound like a jerk move on my part? A jerk, jerk statement? Or is it reality? No, it, it, it's totally reality. You know, the owner, the owner has, like you said, the owner has the, he has the control. He has the final say in everything is as bad as that, that sounds as bad as fans think Artie Moreno is. It's, it's Artie's, it's Artie's gig. It's not, you know, yes, Epler's going to have a say. He's he's here to advise to the best of his abilities. And, you know, Joe Madden, again, is going to be here to advise to the best of his abilities. But at the end of the day, if Artie wants, Artie gets, basically. And when it comes to Angel's organization. If Artie wants, Artie gets. But 
that's the thing, is when you're talking about the angels and hiring the right people for the job, for the last, you, you know, because you get this all the time from fans, I, they like to pick on you, Jared. They, I love it. They will outright tell you in discussions, Ari Marino doesn't care about winning. He does not care. That's what they say. He doesn't care about building a successful organization. Which anybody with a fully functional brain when it comes to the Angels, I stress when it comes to the Angels because when you get fan involved, we can become fanatics real quick. If we step back, we look at all the facts since from the beginning of his tenure, it's clear that he wants to win. And he's taking actions to win. He's taking actions to win. The whole reason this team got into the mess it got into was because he went for it. He went all in. That's how they got there. They went all in. You might not like some decisions. That's a different story. But to say he doesn't care about winning is garbage. If I'm looking to win and I'm looking to put a steady hand at the helm of my ship here, staying military thought process, I'm going to get the best manager for the job. Oh, and by the way, that best manager for the job was part of your organization for 31 years. He knows your organization in and out, all the way through. He knows all the links to all of the different businesses in the community, the people in the community, where to go, who to talk to. He's respected. He is Mr. Angel. He's more Mr. Angel, believe it or not, than Mike Sosha was. 31 years, all through your farm system, all the way through to the top. Tell me that's, of course, you, to me, you pay whatever you want. I mean, whatever he wants, sorry. It just seems ridiculous to me that this is the, now you're going to say the Angels have serious chain of command issues? I disagree. No, I, 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 I'm with you on that one. I think, you know, Rosenthal is sitting in the back with his giant, you know, bowl, kind of stirring the pot on this one. You know, I don't, you know, and, and fans are going to hate it. You know, it's already doesn't know baseball already doesn't want to win. You know, it, it is a business. I understand that, you know, you got to, you need to make money, you know, and Artie's Artie's very rich, very, like very rich. Doesn't even describe it. Artie is, it already is flat out rich. He is as rich as it gets. And that's why he owns a baseball team and, you know, making money is part of it too. Total, totally understand that. You know, baseball is a huge growing sport. You know, you're making a whole bunch of money. I can guarantee you on that, no matter what you're doing. But like I said before, if Artie wants, Artie gets. And Rosenthal is just kind of sitting in the background, stirring, stirring the pot. And it's, it, I, th- I think it's kind of looking back to how it, it was when, when Depoto left in a way, you know, Again, DePoto didn't – I mean we can look at this all we want in hindsight. DePoto at the time didn't really get a fair shake, unfortunately. He kind of got the – he kind of got the Osmus treatment a little bit. Granted, you know, DePoto did, you know, in a way make some signings that weren't great or, you know, that might have been already related. Um, but again, DePoto didn't really get the fair shake. You know, he didn't get his full tenure to try to – make this organization or make this team he, he I mean he did his best don't get me wrong just just like you know Epler's doing his best but DePoto in a way didn't get the fair shake because there was the Syria there there was not a very good you know a, a, a chain of commands as you've been putting it you know Artie of course was on top and then 
you know, social was was felt like on, way on top too. And to be fair, you know, he probably should have been, um, or he he definitely could have been. I, th- I think you know, in a way, Appler does need or Depoto at the time definitely needed to have his say in it. Um, and I don't think he really ever did have his say in it. Definitely not depend, defending Depoto in any any way here. But and and Osmus kind of bringing it back where I was. And Osmus was definitely totally an Epler guy, and it may or may not have been the right or wrong decision, you know. But I, I think you know that in a way Rosenthal is kind of getting back to what was happening there with the chain of commands. And like you said, I mean, I don't know how it is for you, but for me, I think you know chain of commands are he's always going to have his say, he's going to have the top say, and then Billy Epler should have you know the next say in that, right? And then you go to now Joe Madden. But will this flip-flop now? That's going to be the question. I don't know that it's a flip-flop. I, I think that in each situation is different. And what makes a hiring happen is the writing on a wall sometimes. It was pretty clear for the Angels that they have the opportunity to get Joe Madden. They're going to go get him. That became clear, right? I mean, they won't say it, and, and the, the Angels said they wouldn't do it, but... If they didn't feel like Asas wanted to be in the guy, and we all had issues, I think, with how it went down, then they're going to let him go. They're going to eat the money. They're going to let him go. Brad Asas is not Joe Madden. There was not going to be a person out there that fits the Angels' mode more than Joe Madden. So you go for it, and you do, like I was talking about the military, you get these people in a room, you say, we have a mission. I don't care what your differences are. You work together and you make it work. Because more than often, there is a mix. The analytical side versus the feel, the feel of the game side. That They can work together. Billy Epler can do a great job as general manager using analytics to develop people, get the right people in the draft, and get the type of players that Joe Madden wants. And Joe Madden can learn more of the analytical game. And he's had to. He ha- he's had to do that, right? In Chicago especially, in Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay was analytical. So why can't it work? Why can't two different philosophies work together for the better good? We see it every single day across America with different companies. So I just don't see how people are going to argue, in this case Rosenthal, that this is a chain of command problem. Come on. Oh, you know, take take a step back to what you just said there. And I I was listening to the uh, the a press conference where he uh, Joe Madden was on the radio on AMA thirty earlier today. Um, and he he was talking about you know how with the Angels, you know, I mean he he's he's an old school guy, hundred percent. There's there's old school there. But you know, starting in the nineties when he was you know bench coach, I, I I don't I God forbid I know how long he was bench coach for the Angels for, but he was bench coach for. For, for a little while and in the 90s he started working on the analytical side of stuff in the 90s that's that's crazy to think that like when i was born for the past 25 years he's been working on the analytical side of baseball that's, that's crazy um but you know he that, that's when he really started started working with it was in in the 90s and the analytical side and he went to tampa which was straight analytics and they they did re- we talked about it before they did revolutionary things and then Madden went on to say, you know, we went to the Cubs and he kind of found that happy medium. You know, he, he found the he found he's the old school 
approach with also you can bring in the analytics. I mean, and that kind of shows with with how he 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 manages the game. You know, he he is in a way perfect. Not not necessarily perfect perfect, but he is he is in a way the perfect amount of sugar and spice and everything. I don't know how to explain. I mean, he's the perfect amount of analytics and old school put together. You know, he's not he's not Kevin Cash. He's not Andy Green. He's not you know he's not fully analytics at all by any means. But he's also not Mike Sosha or Buck Showalter or you know or, or anybody anybody else who's those old school managers he's the perfect amount or he's right in the middle which i think is going to play very nicely in the angels hands in a, in a way um that will actually you know you know help them out i think that um epler is going to work really well with them you know i think and i think that the new side of baseball with whoever they bring in as the new bench coach and whoever they bring in as a pitching coach i you know doug white would have been an interesting combination with joe madden i'll say that um but I, I believe that they're going to have to find, you know, that middle road of guys who, who like analytics and also, you know, are old school guys too. So I think I think that Madden is, like you said, the perfect fit. He's been there for for it all. He was there under the Autry ownership, the Disney ownership. He's been through the downs, he's been through the highs, and. If there's anybody to kind of help solidify the organization, it's Joe Madden. And that's why I'm like, you pay the man whatever he wants because he's worth more than just as a manager. He's going to be the guy that is a draw for free agents because he's your stabilizer right now. When people hesitate right now to say they're going to sign up the Angels, Joe Madden's there. He's ha- he chose to go back there. He didn't have to go back there. The whole situation could have scared him away. He chose a sign. That's going to matter. That will matter. So that's just how I viewed long term. I think the rest should probably hold on to for Sunday. But uh, any less in closing thoughts? No, you know this is a this is an exciting time to be an Angels fan or an Angels anything. Like I said, you know, stick with it. I, I think that the off season has good things to come. Even if even if like you were saying, Garrett Cole might not be the guy. I think that this is going to be an exciting offseason, and I think that Madden brings a lot, a lot to the table that you know some other guys did. And and Madden coming even after you know any and all of this news is broken is is a is a great sign that you know in, in a way that he's not afraid of what any anything that may be down the road. You know he he's not a he's not going to be afraid of that, and that'll that'll draw in you know, hopefully, um, some free agents. And, and obviously, you know, that also shows that there is good things. I mean, they, they lost 90, 90 games last year, 90 plus games, but they, it doesn't, that obviously Madden shows, it shows that Madden knows that it wasn't that way. You know, he looks at the team and he thinks that there is something good here. That's something that there's within the next three years. He thinks he can win a World Series. So yeah, let's uh, let's yeah. let's let's save the rest for let's save the rest yeah, yeah. for uh, Sunday for, for, for this weekend. Yeah, and that even goes on some comments we're seeing. You know how the Angels' talent level isn't there, and so on and so forth. And the only guys they have their talent that are Shohei Otani and Mike Trout. I've seen comments about that. How, and that's just not true. 
the reality is this. This team has a better team than the record indicated. They got hurt. They went through some tragedy. And obviously with Eric Kay and Tyler Skaggs, there are some other things going on that we don't know about. We don't have no idea. We have no idea how deep it is. We've talked about it earlier this week. We have no idea the ramifications of it. It could be just those two guys. It could be a little higher. It could be some, a couple of other players. We don't know. But obviously Joe Madden felt confident in what he was seeing there to sign the dotted line. And that's a good sign for Angels baseball in the future. It's a bright spot in a dark week. And I think that's a good way for us to get out of here and say, let's, we'll get deeper on Sunday. Maybe by Sunday we'll, we'll hear some news on pitching coaches. We, there's rumors out there about, my, about Mike Butcher coming back. We'll find out. So all that in mind. You can follow us on Twitter at Talking Halos. You can find me on Twitter at DC Apollo. You can find Jared at Jared underscore Tims. We're on Apple Music. Subscribe, please. Five star review. Make the magic happen. Don't forget John Bowie. John couldn't make his work in the day. You can find him at Jace Crane John for the entire team here. This is Derek C. Paul saying take it easy. We're out. Talk this weekend. control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand a chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed. The NBA is back. Where else can a city this loud be this slept on? And 30 feet is still in range. Where else is history? Still in the make. The NBA, only here. Season begins December 22nd on ABC, ESPN, TNT, and NBA TV. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.